Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Thursday, June 15th, 2023, in the Gregorian calendar, and the 26th of Sivan, 5783, in the Hebrew calendar. Stay tuned for the end of the show, where we'll have a special feature report on Israel's celebration of 30 years of diplomacy and cooperation with Taiwan. The Taiwanese embassy flew a special artist into Tel Aviv for their special program, and we've got it covered. I think that you'll be surprised with some of the things that you might learn in this story. Now, let's get to the news. Prime Minister Netanyahu is working to keep things cool after trying unsuccessfully to delay a parliamentary vote. Yes, I said trying to delay. Yesterday, we reported the vote regarding which government members would get elected for the Judicial Selection Committee had been delayed by 30 days, but that was apparently false. It was a tumultuous day at the Knesset, and during that tumult, opposition lawmaker Karine Elharar was effectively elected to Israel's judicial appointments panel. Coalition lawmaker Tali Gottlieb was rejected. And there are more crazy aspects to this story. Yesterday, secretly, several coalition members voted for the opposition candidate, meaning a candidate that did not come from their party or even their side of the political aisle. Apparently, the prime minister was embarrassed over this secret ballot as some members of his coalition broke ranks to support El Harar. Despite the opposition's success, they announced that negotiations over judicial reforms would not continue until the complete judicial selection committee convened. The committee's composition is crucial for the coalition's plan to make changes in how the judicial system works. And this delay hinders the review of judicial appointments and upcoming Supreme Court vacancies. Yesh Atid party member Karine El-Harar had at least four coalition members deviate from their parties to vote for her with a final vote of 58 to 56, while Likud member Tali Gottlieb was rejected with an overwhelming final vote of 15-4 and 59 against. After Netanyahu failed to receive his desired results of one coalition and one opposition lawmaker being elected into this role, he tried to push back the election, which was quickly rejected by the opposition party as they claimed this would lead to the destruction of their negotiations. Now, for more on this, we're going to revisit this next week with some experts. But in the meantime, you've got the gist. Four Israeli soldiers and a civilian were wounded in a drive-by shooting attack in the northern West Bank Tuesday afternoon. The civilian driver came under fire from a passing car, and then the gunman opened fire on a military vehicle that attempted to chase them down. 
The wounded civilian and three soldiers were taken to Hillel Yafi Medical Center in Hadera, with one listed in moderate condition and the others in good condition. Another soldier was airlifted to Rambam Medical Center in Haifa. Israeli forces launched searches in the area and blocked off roads near the village of Yabed, where a car believed to belong to the gunman was set on fire. The attack came two weeks after a similar incident in the same area, raising suspicions that it may be the work of the same gunman. Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas is visiting China for a three-day trip, becoming the first Arab leader to be hosted by China this year. The trip began Tuesday. The visit highlights China's efforts to increase its influence in the Middle East as the U.S. focuses on other regions. It also signifies strengthened relations between the Palestinians and the Chinese, which has been critical of Israel's policies. China has offered to help revive peace talks between Israelis and Palestinians, which have been stalled since 2014. Chinese President Xi Jinping has expressed support for a sovereign Palestinian state with East Jerusalem as its capital. Israeli defense officials are raising concerns about the possibility of war with Hezbollah, an Iranian-backed Lebanese terror group. Both sides have issued warnings with Hezbollah leader Hassan Nasrallah, suggesting Israel could miscalculate and ignite a regional conflict, while Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant vows to strike Hezbollah heavily. Preparations for war have been observed on the Lebanese side of the border, including an increased presence of Hezbollah fighters and observation posts. Hezbollah is believed to have an arsenal of around 250,000 projectiles aimed at Israeli towns, posing a significant challenge to Israeli air defense systems. Thank you to all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs. Israeli politics are world politics. I also want to thank all of you who personally finance and fund the Israel Daily News podcast with monthly contributions. I would not be able to do this show without your support. Thank you. You know who you are if you are supporting this show with a monthly contribution. Thank you so much. If you would like to support this show with a monthly contribution, I thank you in advance. You can find the link in the show notes and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and support us so that we can keep on going. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at IsraelDaily.News as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. Uber has announced the closure of its food delivery business in Italy and its exit from Israel due to insufficient market share. The company says the moves align with their focus on markets that offer sustainable growth opportunities. The CEO is emphasizing Uber will only invest in markets where it can become the largest or second largest player. In both Italy and Israel, Uber is behind competitors like Just Eat, Get Taxi, and Yango. 
However, Uber will continue to expand its mobility service in Italy by collaborating with the dispatcher service IT Taxi, which is a strong Italian brand that offers an application to help you hail taxis. It was short-lived, so thank you, Uber. Nice to see you, and goodbye from Israel. The Israel Midwives Association decided not to participate in the International Confederation of Midwives Congress in Bali, Indonesia, after being informed that they couldn't display the Israeli flag in the flag parade, which opens their event. The association expressed disappointment and says they couldn't and wouldn't take part in a conference that erases their identity as Israelis. The Confederation told the Israel Midwives Association their flag would upset the governor and they could participate in the Congress, but only using the flag of the Congress Confederation and not even using their real name since it had the word Israel in it. The association contacted the foreign and health ministries of Indonesia, but ultimately decided not to attend. In an email to the Confederation some weeks back, the association wrote, The Israel Midwives Association understands from your letter that we, as a full-paying member association with high active members as midwives and above all as women, are not welcome at this conference. A 74-year-old woman walking along the Palmachim beach in central Israel discovered an ancient figurine of the Egyptian goddess Hathor floating in the water. Lydia Marner noticed the unusual stone and later contacted the Antiquities Authority to have it examined since she thought it was something special. She says, by the way, her husband was telling her that she was crazy. Well, the inspectors confirmed it was more than 3,000 years old and the figurine is typical of the Canaanite culture in the land of Israel during the late Bronze Age and Iron Age A. And it was used for worship particularly associated with the goddess Hathor. The discovery highlights the campaign launched by the Antiquities Authority and the Heritage Ministry to collect privately held antiquities and preserve them as historical treasures. The 74-year-old woman says it was basically a dream come true and she loves archaeology. So this was just amazing for her that she found something like this. She said that she felt like she manifested it. And now for our special report. It's Thursday and we always bring a little feature or something special for our end of week show. So I hope that you enjoy this. We have an original story about two small nations that have a similar history and a struggle over independence and identity. I'll read you a story produced by our newest intern, Maya Goodman. Finish. Israel is celebrating 30 years of Taiwan-Israel friendship and the Israel Daily News podcast was invited to cover Yoshifu Kachao's art exhibition. He was the artist selected to highlight the rich culture of Taiwan. Taiwan and Israel have cultivated a cordial relationship throughout the decades, united by shared values and a common struggle to gain independence, maintain democracy, and offer their people freedom. The walls of Bat Yam's design terminal 
were adorned with 13 of Yoshifu's colorful paintings, which were mostly done with bold reds, blues, and robust brush strokes. I thought they were stunning. His Tree of Life mural stood tall for everyone to see on one of the warehouse walls, which was allocated for a permanent installation. The artist says he was given three days and a rickety ladder to get the piece done, and it is floor to ceiling in length. Around 150 to 200 people came out Thursday night, including government officials like the mayor of Batyam and a member of Knesset Yorai Lahav Herzano. The reception treated everyone to wines and snacks, and once everyone was assembled, the venue head and representative Yaping Lee, better known as Abby Lee, spoke before the artists gave an introduction himself and then an eventual tour of his exhibition, which he gave to everyone. It's on display for another two weeks, by the way. However, the mural will be there for the indefinite future. A few words about the artist. Yoshifu was born in the village of Matailing in Yuli country, Taiwan. He now lives in Edinburgh, Scotland, and stands as one of the rare artists in Europe who primarily explore the subject of Taiwan's indigenous culture in his artistic endeavors. His paintings on display showed the faces of a number of different indigenous individuals from Taiwan, which the artist says many people don't realize is actually an original community. He went on to inform the crowd that, in fact, many of the peoples who lived in New Zealand, Polynesia, and Hawaii, just to name a few, are actually descendants of the indigenous Taiwanese people. Hear what Yoshifu told the Israel Daily News during his interview. So I think about the olive tree, because olive tree in Israel, very common tree. And also uh, the color, blue and white color, is uh, in uh, Israel uh, nation uh, color. So I think about maybe I can draw the, some of the, like, the tree of life, and then as like uh, olive tree, and then become right now. Uh, the, 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 the big tree, uh, as you see, hopefully through by this tree, we can be able uh, to really think about it, uh, who we are, where are we come from. That's a very, very, com very important to know who you are and where, where are we come from. Incredible. Are there any colors in here or signs or symbols that represent Taiwan? Oh, yes, the pink color. <laughs> because we have a lot of tropical uh, uh, the fruits and flowers, very pinky like that, represents ripe and happiness. Also, I hopefully, through by this color, I can bring this gift for the Israel, love and peace and happiness. Participants at the celebration say it's not every day they get to focus on Israel and Taiwan, but they say they're happy to participate in these festivities. Dana Halfon, an attendee, said she really enjoyed her experience. I love the exhibition and was very, um, it was very interesting uh, to uh, see it and also listening to the artist explaining all the emotional and um, historical uh, meaning of it. Uh, and I think... He's really talented and it's brilliant. And I think it's a, a, a unique and very, very moving uh, uh, choice uh, of um, a choice uh, to express uh, the uh, connection between uh, the two countries using art and also uh, the cultural background. Uh, it's uh, what it represents. The cultural background it uh, re represented uh, uh, using uh, through this art. 
And finally, the woman behind the concept for the event, Representative Abby Lee, tells the podcast she brought Yoshifu in because she's a personal fan of his. She says she's hopeful about future relations between Israel and Taiwan. Uh, I'm very excited about uh, Yoshifu's uh, attendance in Israel uh, professionally and personally. I am his fan. I found out his artistic work from the Facebook. Um, I, I feel he symbolized the success of minority. As he mentioned, that indigenous group is uh, my minority in Taiwan. Uh, if you look at the Taiwan's population, the Israel population, you see Israel population only take a point. 1% of uh, global population. But you have a successful story. Taiwan is a successful story of our democracy. Uh, I think this is uh, the connection between Yoshifu, the artist himself, Taiwan and Israel. Uh, I feel very grateful to serve here with uh, honor. Uh, over the past uh, three decades, we see the friendship and cooperation has been broadened and deepened, creating a really strong bond between countries and peoples. And the support from Israeli on Taiwan, based on the shared value, shared interests, we see the momentum is very strong, and we look forward to more collaborations for the next 30 years and more. Well, I just enjoyed covering that event, especially showing our intern Maya the ropes and working with her to pull this little episode together if you want to see some visuals you can head over to our instagram page where we're posting some pictures and clips from the event you're in for a colorful treat all right well that is it for today's show today is thursday june 15th 2023 tel aviv has a low of 22 degrees celsius and a high of 27 degrees that's 70 degrees fahrenheit for the low going up to 81 degrees for the high subscribe to the israel daily news podcast on spotify or apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from we are everywhere don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I'll send you off today with a song called Makom Prati by Idan Tamler. He's an American-Israeli artist. I love his work. And that song, by the way, translates from Hebrew into English as private space. We could all use a bit of that from time to time. Have a great and productive day and an excellent weekend. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. דרך עשן המכוניות ובין צפיפות הבניינים את קרן שמש שתגן על התמימות ששם בפנים של הילדות הפכו לזיכרון ישן עוד גדולים שנשרפו ומה נשאר לנו עכשיו? תגידי את האם עדיין יש לאן לרוץ?
לכבות את מרגיש כמו זר אצלי בתוך הזיכרונות ואת אומרת אם תסתכל מספיק בסוף תדע לראות רוצה למצוא מקום פרטי שיהיה רק לך ולי ולא יגיעו לחפש אותנו Shine.